Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Our Unusual Life, Episode 5. I'm Jesse, and this is my mom, Kathy. Kathy. Hi, Mom. Hi, Jesse. Good to see you again. Good to see you, too. We can see each other on Skype, so we actually are seeing each other, which yes. is fun because we don't do that anyways. Normally, we should Skype each other, but... Um, I'm getting hello. better. Hello. Happy Wednesday. I hope you had a wonderful day in the middle of Idaho. I did. Nice. So um, this is going to be episode five. Um, I'm actually just going to be starting to promote them. So um, hopefully, you know, people will listen. We'll see. It'll be fun. I think that it'll be nice to have somewhere to send people just to kind of listen and, you know, they can learn more about you and our lives. So, um, do you have any follow-up stories from talking about the teepee? I do have a follow-up story. Okay. Last week, I told you about how Bridget and I shared the teepee. She actually made it. I bought the material, etc. And in the summer of 1973, she lived in the teepee. 1974, I lived in the teepee, and she went to Hamilton, Montana. But before for the summer, but okay. before she she left. We agreed to meet at a certain time on Karen's land in Idaho and hitchhike to the Grand Canyon yeah. with you and Lorian. And you and where were... was Bridget from? Where did Bridget move? Like you met her in, I know I said asked this last time too. You met Bridget in... On, I met Bridget in 1970 on Cape Cod. Okay. And then... Karen, Bridget, and I lived in Jackson Hole. Okay. Yeah. And she got this boyfriend, and they bought some land in Hamilton. So okay. I had the teepee. Okay. Summer of 74. Okay. And we agreed to hitchhike to okay. the Grand Canyon. Okay. Which was pretty fun. You know, people were still hitchhiking in those days. Right. So and she came, you didn't neither of you had vehicles that you could drive or you just didn't want to to save money or like why didn't you just drive down? Bridget didn't have a vehicle and I didn't have a vehicle. Okay. I had gone to Karen's property with Karen in a Volkswagen bug. Okay. A Volkswagen van which the engine blew up in the middle of nowhere on the west side of Yellowstone, and we had to hitchhike from there to Moscow, Idaho, Right. with two dogs, a cat. You were one and a half, and Lorian was three and a half. Okay, so then how So that's how it? I got to Idaho. Right. I did not have a car. Bridget didn't have a car. She so actually hitchhiked from Missoula okay. to uh, Amida, Idaho, okay. where we were. And how long, before this trip, how long had you been in Idaho at that point? Like, 
I think I was fairly new. I don't right. really remember. You the must date. not have like started at the woodmill yet, because it seemed it would seem odd to like start a job and then leave for a couple weeks, or maybe I you was did? not dul- I was not Dulcinea. There wasn't a windmill. <laughs> it was a logging mill. <laughs> but that was cute, Jesse. What did I say? Windmill. <laughs> oh, woodmill, woodmill, <laughs> logging mill, woodmill. Wood. Yeah. Yes. Wood. 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 Okay. Um, no, I hadn't started there. Okay. And I didn't have a car. So um, so Bridget and I just started hitchhiking. We kind of organized our stuff. We had a uh, tent fly, some steaks. We had sort of some sleeping bags. Okay. I had you on my back most okay. of the time. Was I in diapers still? Yes. And cloth diapers, I'm assuming? I think I broke down and bought Pampers for the trip. Okay, I was going to say, that would be a lot to (laughs) deal with. And, you know, I look back and I'm just amazed because in those days, people didn't call CPS or anything. Um, Yeah. And so we got a ride down to the Salmon River, and we camped that night on the Salmon River. Then we got a so ride. How, so Salmon River is south, is kind of in the middle of Idaho at that point, like near McCall Salmon River? or S- Salmon River runs through runs through Idaho. Okay. It's the river of no return. Right. Okay. And who, and who did, who picked you up then? Do you remember? No. Was it usually like people like truck, like when you would hitchhike, who was the most, uh, likely to pick up people with kids and stuff? Like what kind of people picked you up to give you rides? Like families, single, you know, trucks, Big vehicles. Well, there were four of us. Trucks right. did not. It was mostly vehicles. And I think most, I they were all men, but I think they were like traveling salesmen or whatever, going okay. from point A to point B. And kind of on business or something, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. So you this, camped that first night. Camped that first night. Then the second ride we got took us right to the outside of yellow of the Grand Canyon Park entrance, which was very nice. <laughs> well, right, like you just happened to find somebody that drove you, uh, like eight, like twelve hours. I mean, that's yeah. not, yeah, it has to be at least twelve hours, or something well, close to it. They probably just <laughs> had a story to tell when they got home. Oh, yeah, I was just driving down this Idaho road, and here's two women yeah. and two two little kids, and they're going to the Grand Canyon, so I picked them up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And and did you didn't have dogs with you, though? Just the oh, kids? Oh, no. Okay. No. And heck no. Just throw the kids in the back seats, n- no seatbelt, no nothing, probably. Let them lay nope. down on the floor and sleep. Didn't need seatbelts during that that yeah. time how were Lauren and I when we were doing all these things like were we used to it 
Like it was. You were awesome. <laughs> you were very well behaved. You, you were great. Okay. So you, so you, some amazing person takes you 12 hours <laughs> to the entrance of the Grand Canyon. Okay. So he drops us off and there's this big line of cars waiting to get in. And we just walked in. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I think you were supposed to reserve a camping spot. And I'm sure most well, of sure. them were taken. We just walked in and we put our tent up. There was, there's, there's street, a row of campers, kind of a little bit of an empty spot, another row of campers, and then a street. Okay. So we just put our tent up between the two rows of campers. Okay, sure. And ate dinner. And then the next morning, we woke up. And there were deer out in front of our tent. Now, I looked around, and the camp site was waking up. You know, I'd say probably 30% were awake. You could hear people washing dishes and kids talking, but not one person went, look at the deer. Right. And they were right out in front of our tent. And I'll never forget that because most people see wild animals. Right. And acknowledge them, but... People were too busy with their campsites. It mm. was just kind of weird. Yeah. Anyway, so we got up and we decided we were going to hike down to the bottom of the Grand Canyon. So I had you on my back and Lorian was walking and Bridget was with us. And we hiked down. And I, I can't remember if we spent the night or not. I don't think we did. So when you hiked down, did you pack up everything or did you leave stuff? Like you packed up everything and hiked down with it? No, I don't think. I think we must have just made it a day trip. It was about three miles. Okay. And <laughs> Lorian went all the way down and then we had to go all the way back up. Right. And I'm carrying you and Lorian. Oh, bless her heart. She <laughs> started to complain just a little bit. She's three and a half years old and she's right. doing all this hike. And this man came by and he said, I'll carry her. And Bridget and I went, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and of course, Lorian was in heaven, but she was such a good sport. She never, I mean, she really just a little bit complained. And of course, by that time, it was hot. Right. Anyway, so we got to the top and spent another night. And then the next morning, we packed everything. And we thought, well, we could go to Mesa Verde, maybe. Mm -hmm. Right. So we walk outside of the park and we start hitchhiking. And this car pulls up, and it's a big old convertible Chevy. And sitting in the driver's seat is this kind of little man. It, he's skinny okay. with a white, white T-shirt and black pants. And he jumps out of the car, and he goes, Whoa, it's a really good thing that I came along because, you know, 
the government is going to come in and just annihilate everybody in the park. And you are just lucky. Uh, and he kind of looked like a James Dean wannabe. He had the cigarettes rolled up in the white T-shirt sleeve. Okay. And a big old honking trucker's wallet chained to his belt. Okay. And he's just bouncing around going, oh, you're just, you're so lucky. Oh, my gosh. These national parks, they are just infested with wrongdoers and <laughs> evil people. So we get in the car, and I get in the <laughs> Of course. Too, Why not? And Brid Bridget gets in the front. <laughs> I mean, he probably weighed two-thirds of what I weighed. And he said, where are you going? And we said, oh. We're going to go to Mesa Verde, and we don't care, you know, if you can get us a couple hours closer, fine. He goes, oh, I'll take you to Mesa Verde. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he starts driving, and partway there, he gets a flat tire. Uh, uh -huh. So we get out of the car, and it's on a highway. There's lots of truckers, and... Bridget and I look for his spare because he's hopping around going, well, what do I do? I don't know what to do. And so, <laughs> and as we said, talked about before, you learned how to change a tire on your own. <laughs> and Bridget and I said, well, we can handle this. <laughs> so we get the spare tire That's right. out and it's flat. Oh. So Bridget said, I'm going to hitchhike with the tire into the nearest town and get it fixed, and I'll be back. Oh my gosh, this is crazy. So, this is not okay. So now, there's his name's Harry McCracken. I made him show me his driver's license. Okay, we're I gonna Google that name. I tried. <laughs> I couldn't believe his name fit his personality so well. Anyway, so there's Harry, there's me, there's you, there's oh. Lorian. My gosh. And we're just on the side, like a little pull off on the side of the road. And people are stopping to see if they can help because it's this nice looking family. <laughs> and and oh. we're going, no, no, we got this under control. <laughs> My gosh. Anyway, so Bridget comes back with the fixed tire. We change the tire and we make it to Mesa Verde. And it's nighttime. Right. And there's little, hardly anyone's there because there's these little teeny tiny red ants that bite you. Yeah, I mean, fire ants. Bite the, bite the heck out of you, and they're all over the campground. So um, I said, let's go out to eat. Okay. Harry, Bridget, and I are going to treat you to dinner. Now, you have to understand, as so, we're driving along, well, right, yes. he does these, like, crazy things. He's only talking to Bridget. Okay, I it's was going like, to ask you, like, what you were talking about with him and stuff. It's like, I don't exist. Oh. And he'd, like, look at Bridget and he'd go, oh, you're worth a million dollars. Oh, I'm, you're so lucky I picked you up. And at one time, he stops the car, and he goes back, and he rummages in the trunk, oh and he comes, he comes back, 
and he throws a pair of underpants in her lap. And Bridget just says, what the heck is this? In more vivid language. She said, what the heck's this, Harry? Come on, this is ridiculous. Knock it off. And he just turns around and keeps driving. So so we okay. know. The murderinos would be losing their minds right now. Oh, it gets which better. Is... <laughs> okay. <laughs> the story gets better. Haven't I ever told you no, the story? No, obviously not. <laughs> Gosh. So we get to Mesa Verde Ants, and we decide to go treat Harry to dinner. So we're in the restaurant. And we get our food, and Harry picks up a knife, and he holds it in front of Bridget's face. And he says, you think you're real pretty. Mm-hmm. You should see what I could do to it, <gasps> to you. And Bridget looks at him and just goes, Harry, put the knife down. And he puts the knife down, and he finishes eating. So that night, no. oh, no. It's not that night. I got mixed up. That was the second night we spent. Okay. Um, so when you were at, did he stay anyway, with you at, oh, no, he picked you up. Okay, never mind. Yep, go yeah, ahead. I'm getting there. Okay. So the next day, the next day, we go on a tour of the caverns, the uh, cliff dwellings. Okay. And you have to, like, I don't know what you do now, but you had to go down this steep ladder okay. to get to the cliff dwellings. And, you know, people were really nice, and it was really interesting. And we get back to the campsite, and I said, so, Harry, how did you like visiting the cliff dwellings? And it's like the curtains of sanity opened, and his whole affect got calm. And he went, people were, because this is the first national park he's actually been into. Oh, gotcha. And he said, the people were just so nice and wonderful. I had the best time of my life. And then, boom, the curtains closed, and he went back to his paranoid self. So what happened was you... You, Lorian, and I slept in the car because of the ants. We couldn't put any tents up. Bridget slept on a picnic table, and he slept on a picnic table. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. So that night, I had a dream. And in the dream, and I really believe God speaks to you in dreams because I've had other dreams. In the dream, I see him shooting Bridget. Mm Mm-mm. I hear the gun, I no. see the flash of the muzzle, and then I know he's he's coming towards the car, and the keys aren't in the car. So I jump in the front seat, and I release the emergency brake. Now, truly, we were just parked on level ground. Right. But in the, my dream, I release the emergency brake, brake, and the car starts rolling downhill. And then the dream ends. So I got up the next morning and I pulled Bridget aside and I just said, it's okay. I had a dream last night and this is the dream and we're done with this guy. Yeah. Because he would have taken us anywhere. So he said, where do you want to go next? And we said, we're just going to the Colorado border and you're going to drop us off. And he said, well, 
I'll take you wherever you want to go. Nope, 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 Harry, you're just going to drop us off at the Colorado border. And he did. Wow. So to finish the story, Bridget went on to get a doctorate in communications (laughs) and taught communications at a college in Pittsburgh for many years. Wow. And she was very good. And she told me, (laughs) we were talking about it later in life. I think one time when she came out to visit and I said, it was such a memorable trip. And she said, it was, I was the most stressed I think I've ever been. And I went, you were? Yeah. Why why were you stressed? (laughs) She said. Because she was terrified for her life the whole time, probably. She felt this sense of having to protect us. Yeah. So, anyway. And you know that beaded wall hanging I have? Yes. That you asked if you could have it. The one that was in the art exhibit. I have one strip that's a little red tent with a tree on either side and that's to commemorate that camping trip oh okay oh yeah okay so mom you used to you used to bead um kind of like what you would a beaded bracelet but you just inlaid them into a frame and you would do all different kinds of designs that's what you're explaining Oh, that's so funny. I didn't know that. That's our, anyway, so we went, we hitchhiked from Colorado to Jackson, Wyoming, and Bridges stayed in Jackson, and I picked up a Volkswagen Bug and drove it back to Karen's. Okay. So how long do you think that trip was total? Like a week Mm -hmm. or something? A couple weeks. Oh, wow. Wow. Very McCracken. You guys, <laughs> Harry McCracken. I googled him, but it's hard to know how he spells his name. <laughs> well, and it was so. If anybody long out ago. there knows Harry McCracken that used to live in the West Coast, let me know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, technically, yeah. we could actually really find him, but I don't know if we want to at this point. Well, <laughs> no. And the thing <laughs> is, everything worked out. I yes. had a lot of faith. That it was okay. We could handle any situation. Yeah. And, and it wasn't and the only time you hitchhiked either. I mean, you know. Oh, no. So. <laughs> someday, someday I'll tell you my other hitchhiking story. Yes. That will be uh, for the next mini episode that we do. <laughs> so that's the story for tonight, Jesse. Yes. Um, so our next episode, hopefully, is going to be, I want... I've always wanted to hear the specifics about actually building the cabin, not just, oh, I built a cabin and it took this long. Like it, w- um, we have pictures of step by step that you took, like where it's just the foundation and well, the pipes and then foundation and stuff. So I thought it would be fun um, to kind of go through that. So that will be really interesting. And uh, we'll post some pictures and stuff. And um, yeah, so I think I think it would be a good point to introduce Bill. Yes. Because I could not have built the cabin yes, that was sure. built without yeah. him. 
and also Lorian, we're going to bring Lorian into uh, maybe next week. Um, I'm all it will kind of like be her introduction to just to get to know her. But yeah, definitely we'll start um, kind of bringing in dad and Lorian and, you know, talking more because then that's when we started all being a family up there as well. So, okay. Awesome. Oh my gosh. You're like scary hitchhiking story, but we survived. We survived. That's all that matters. I was but never this is my. This is my. Except for the dream. Okay. <laughs> but this is my public service announcement. If you're ever hitchhiking and the person stops the car and gets out <laughs> to get something out of the trunk, get out of the car and run away as fast as you can. If they're just getting, you know, a sandwich or something, then okay, whatever. You offended them. But like, get out of the car and run away. If you're in an Absolutely. Uber, if you're in an Uber and the Uber driver stops the car for some weird reason and goes to the back trunk, get out of the car and run away. Do not wait to see what they're getting. Just go because that's my public service announcement because that's crazy. But anyways, yeah. well, I love you for your adventures anyways, and I don't remember oh. it, but like, that's amazing that you took us down there and, um, and you're amazing. So, you know, thank you for sharing. Oh, I love you. I love you too. And I will talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to Our Unusual Life. <laughs> Bye, mom. Bye, everybody. Love you.